guys. Welcome oh, hey, to Carl. the Big Black Clock Podcast. Welcome back. It's so, like we never left. We 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 never left. Oh, well, we, we have nowhere to here. go. Actually, it's yeah. This pandemic, we're stuck in our province. But it's a special day. Well, it's the day before someone's special day. Ah, you say special. I say the worst. You know, like Pearl just, Harbor was also a special day. <laughs> well, <laughs> For who? <laughs> D Day was a special day. For who? Exactly. <laughs> For freedom. Before, <laughs> <laughs> before Vladimir here came out of ruined his yeah, parents' lives. We're one day away of the. Um, well, you say special. I say worse. Uh, Dima's birthday. Dimitri yeah. is getting older. How old are you going to be? Uh, older Five? than uh, older than some trees, <laughs> but younger than some, some other trees. <laughs> <laughs> some buildings, <laughs> some monuments. <laughs> How old are you going to be? Thirty-six. Is that six in like? Russian years? It's dog years. <laughs> Six in Russian years. It's quite old, actually. <laughs> You're past the life expectancy, though. You've oh, surpassed I mean, it. Of, <laughs> of many countries. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Yeah, no, the day, the day that the birds stop singing. Okay. <laughs> and is, there like, is, that, is that where you're... S- the That's your birthday. Anyway, oh, okay. um, what's today's subject? So when you were born, did they just like start playing the national anthem? <laughs> no. Because that, that implies happiness. <laughs> no, we're, they're not playing anything. We're just playing static. <laughs> you have an option, a TV in one room with the static or no TV? <laughs> so how you guys doing? How's been your week? How's your week been? Um, yeah, it's a you, had a... you had a downer week. You were just yeah. like tired, you said. Yeah, all week. Um, well, like new apartment, new everything in my apartment. Um and at work, it was um, kind of um, meh. Like we're between two waves, let's say, of the pandemic right now. So, so if anyone wants to know, Carl works in the uh, car industry. Yeah, I work for a manufacturer. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so it's obviously uh, you got to adjust. Exactly, right? So it was a lot of talking this week of seeing if I was going back on the road, going to see some dealerships and customers. I do a lot of PR and auditing for my job. And uh, the Toronto office and the U.S. office was like, yeah, go for it. There's no problem. Like, just do it. And here, the original office was against it. So it was, it was between two, two directives all week, right? And it was just trying to figure things out. And it's okay now. I'll, I'm continuing to work from home for the next month. We'll see in a month. So we're, we've also, by the time you hear this, we are back in a red zone. So what it means for us is it puts us at a... Um, a station zero where you know limited you take the restaurants are closed only take out that sort of thing so there's no public gatherings not even in private settings so yeah yeah we're and we're like right now we're social distancing we're all 10 feet away of each other well not 10 but we're we're we're, we're social distanced <laughs> yeah so anyway um okay week but tomorrow is going to be my uh one month purchase of the anniversary of my tutor pelagos on the blue yeah we, we should celebrate yeah, so like tomorrow it's is only... It's much better than my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> so much better than birthday. <laughs> so yeah, I'm still wearing it. What's today? One month. <laughs> Got my watch. It's like, no. Guess again. No, no, but that's it. That's the only important thing for tomorrow. Exactly. Um, so yeah, a full month of my... They put on my wrist. I didn't change any watch. I bring all of them today because I didn't know if I w- want to talk about any other watch I own. And um, No, but that's your wrist check, I guess. I was the plan. No, was he's just talking about himself. Yeah, like me and my watch. That's the only thing I'm... And are you as in love with it since 
the first month or even more or a little bit less. It's meh. Uh, how do you feel? Well, I was planning on tomorrow to change my watch, right? To, to what? go uh, around the collection and mm -hmm. I don't want to yet. Your collection of how many watches? Eight. Oof. Eight, eight, eight. Good rotation. You can wear a watch once a, a week eight. and, yeah. you know, that's it. Um, it's good to not get a... Uh, not get bored you know how many days are in your week <laughs> yeah yeah but i'm i'm, I'm doing fuzzy math oh. <laughs> i was like fuzzy yeah yeah you guys remember the campaign between george bush and al gore and then al gore al, oh he doesn't remember he's like <laughs> very <wasn't> born yet <laughs> <laughs> you're talking about but al gore used, i barely remember it al gore used to i was like, like three al gore i wasn't used watching to campaigns you did you al gore used to come up with all these like the economics behind it and George Bush would be like because I don't understand it's fuzzy math <laughs> just like no that's real <laughs> it makes sense it's like talking about like this one's gonna happen and, yeah and he used to term fuzzy math I was like <laughs> <laughs> anyone anyone yeah it was uh, a yeah. with uh, Florida yeah that was a uh, intense so yeah um, full month I don't think I'm gonna remove it from my wrist I'll, I'll try I'll go a day with something else the only time I did oh man tough life Yes, right. <laughs> <laughs> Difficult decisions. Uh, I don't envy you oh, at all. Oh, oh man! Oh, oh my God! But um, oh. one thing my is, my Mercedes is so dusty. I have to clean it. Did you see up the street? By the way, the guy who had the Mercedes, he got a Porsche now. He changed. I don't know what he. I don't know what he does. Selling drugs. <laughs> well, no. Apparently, won the lottery. Is what I heard. But oh yeah. really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Even if you won what the kind lottery, of Porsche is that? He has a, a Targa. Uh, I think so Targa is like a type. The 911 Targa. Okay, the so 911 Targa. Is that good? Yeah, no? I, I, I don't know. It's between 150 and 210,000. No, I, I, mean, I don't mean in terms of price, but in terms of like the, the car and the Porsche lineup. Yes, it's a good car, but like the since, let's say, 2010, there's no Porsche that are going to gain in value anymore. Mm. Why not? Um, I may be wrong, by the way. I don't know if that was the actual one. I thought it was. Anyway, is, isn't Targa the, the body? Like Tar like Targa a sedan is, or a saloon mm -hmm. or whatever Targa so is like a shape. Nine Elevens are all coupes, right? You have the uh, would you say hardtop, the normal one. You have uh, cabriolet, so convertible. <laughs> you have Targa, and you have Speedster. Um, the uh, Targa is when the center of the the um, the roof just goes out. But um, <clears throat> yeah, no. Uh, the reason they're not gonna gain any value it's mostly because um, right now they all have the last stick, right? So newer cars are like phones now. Every six months, there's a new gadget. There's a new technology out. So the last version of the car is not um, up to date. But when you look at like cars from early 2000s, 90s, 80s, 70s, yeah. it was more analog. So okay. they can keep their value and their style and what they go with it. Same thing with watches, right? So tangent. It's a huge tangent, yeah. So I'm going to take a tangent. I want to talk about something I saw in the news uh it was last week. So you're just basically changing his topic. It no, it's not his topic. It's about that. It's about cars. Okay. So in Canada, there was a... A car. A car, <laughs> a car out in Alberta where the person fell asleep on purpose um, uh, driving his Tesla. Yeah. So going on the quote-unquote autopilot. Going 93 miles an hour. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. I think, I, I think well, you've like told me that before or somewhere. You mentioned I mentioned it, it because I wanted to talk about it. like what everyone thought about it. And then I was listening to radio and then they were, they were talking about... Did he crash? Was he okay? No, no. He was just pulled over by the cops. When he was sleeping. Yeah. Because the autopilot apparently, and the guy's part of the... Um, there was a gentleman who was talking to the radio and he's part of the Tesla club here. He was saying, there has to be some kind of pressure on the steering wheel at all times. If not, it will shut down the autopilot and even the yeah. uh, the car. So the guy had rigged it 
to literally i think so he tied yeah. he tied a water bottle yeah with uh, with rope to the steering wheel okay. to put some kind of pressure yeah wait so the, i used to work for mercedes-benz and tesla use some of the mercedes-benz technology and it's easy the steering wheel the way it's gonna know that you're still holding it it is gonna vibrate and try to move left and right like a little bit right yeah. And if there's no resistance, it's going to know that you're not holding it. But with a water bottle, when it does that, it's pulling the bottle up and down. So we feel a weight. That's right. why the people are doing that. So this is like, um, I, I, I think there's a term for it in the railroad industry. It's like dead man's switch or something like that. Like, because it's the same. Like if you, the, a locomotive, you can put it into a gear and it keeps going, right? But for it to not stop and to make sure that the person, let's say, didn't die all of a sudden, right? From a heart attack. And it's not like an uncontrolled uh, uh, train. You have to, I think, press, put a pressure on a pedal at all times. Um, I'm not sure exactly how it works. If it's at all times or like a, so every certain amount of time. Or if that alerts you, put pressure. We're going to shut it down. If you don't put the pressure, it will kind of trigger the automatic shutdown. Yeah. So it's probably this a similar. Case. But apparently, what I want to say was this is apparently something that um, is happening more and more frequently. And he was talking about the different levels of autonomy that a car can have. And that we haven't reached the level five autonomy where it's, there's no steering wheel. I don't know the levels four. Before, well, so. that's what he's saying. So apparently like level one is is like the cruise control that currently exists in cars and goes but up. you also have uh, laser uh, guided cruise, cruise control. Laser guided cruise control yeah. or something? I think that, that's Is that a missile it. that's laser guided or a cruise control? Is that a different ter- term? Uh, both of them. <laughs> no, I think is it. Cruise control can be guided by a laser. But is it no? But I, I don't. Laser guided cruise control. I think the Volvo had that where it's like it would just detect the car in front of yeah, them yeah, and yeah. then so calculate the distance. Right? I, I, distance. I just wasn't sure that they call it laser guided. Uh, at least at Benz they do. Okay. <laughs> I know okay. Volvo did it. Yeah, when my dad was uh, shopping for one, they kept using that term. Yeah, but um, lasers. But anyway, there was like they were saying, okay, we haven't gone to a level five autonomous that doesn't require any driver's attention. So the one is that what this is considered is not even like autopilot. It's like autopilot. Sorry, but it's called assisted driving. Yeah. So you're so, still supposed to drive. It's supposed to keep you in the lanes, keep you... Um, so right. just to go on, on that quickly, uh, in Germany, uh, they pass a law that they cannot call it autopilot because right. the autopilot is a trademark for Tesla because it's not an autopilot at all. It's just a name they give the system. Right, right, right. Right? But in Germany, they cannot call it that. They can't call it that. No. What do they call it in Germany? Probably like super cruise control, stuff like that. Like Cadillac, they have the same things. It's called super cruise. Super cruise, okay. Did you guys also know that Germany is one of the... Uh, if not the only uh, developed country that does not allow Google Street View. If you go on Google Maps and you enable Street View, you will see that Germany is like the only country in Europe that's blank. You have like uh, uh, maybe cities, but the the country itself is empty. And every uh, obviously every single other European country is like all blue, right? You know, when you enable the Street View, you see everything turns blue. Germany is like blank. Interesting. So they have... Uh, very special rules for privacy, I guess. I, I, honestly, I, I didn't really dig into it. I don't know. I really wonder. I guess it might be a security it. Pr- a protocol. Safest country in the world. Maybe is it? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I have no idea. I, I didn't uh, research this. Anyway, but but that, I thought it was very interesting because it, apparently you're supposed to um, do it. Uh, you know, supposed to touch the wheel, toggle the wheel, yep. do something every 20 seconds to keep it going. If it's, not, it eventually it shuts sense. down. And sense. then what people are doing are rigging it because. What it's supposed to do, what I understood is, which I think is great, these assisted driving is that allows you to say if you're going to drive a very long extended period of time, just like cruise control did, um, it'll really help with the fatigue factor. So he goes driving 10 hours straight or on a highway might feel like a lot less taxing on your body 
because of the fact that it's helping you with distance, speed, keeping you in line. You it, the attention level goes down. But to be completely 100%. eliminated from it, I thought it was crazy. The guy was going 150 kilometers an hour. You also lose sleeping. your focus if you don't do anything for a while, right? And I think a good example for myself, at least, is that if you're driving somewhere far and you put uh, cruise control, and then you're on a highway and there's no cars for like two hours, and then then you you enter like city limits and you have to disengage yeah, whoa, cruise control. Slow down, yeah, yeah. Comes at you fast. No, I'm like, oh my god, like I like I, I forgot how it is to like be Drive. aware of situations. No, no, but like, seriously. No, but you're right. You snap into it. There's a you're, there's you're like disengaged. A, there's like a, a 15 second, let's say, adjustment period where you're like, okay, I I got pedals now. I gotta like look and make sure I anticipate every single move around me. Uh, there's I, a there's this this kind of like a little bit of a buffer zone. Similarly, I'm sure for the cruise I, control. I agree with you because I was driving recently, lo- very long distance, and when I was driving, uh, I was on the highway. We're going. For above, uh, say, 130, 140 kilometers an hour, and you get a traffic jam that's coming up, it comes at you fast. I was like, oh shit. And then I had to yeah. really break fast. And I'm like, F-. and then I'm really getting to a state of alert very quickly because yeah. I'm like, okay, I have to stop, put my emergency lights so the person behind me doesn't run yeah. into me. But it's true. Yeah, there's that moment you need to snap back in yeah. into it. Because or- you get very relaxed, your brain kind of like slows down, yeah. and then you have to go back into being. But like, this very assisted alert. driving is cool. But anyway, I thought it was, it was interesting to hear that. And, and you know, uh, because we're, you know, we're car fans and whatnot. And this is where. I think it comes back to when we were talking about certain thing. I find it's like drivable technology. Yeah. I think it's like these these gadgets are really interesting and very very helpful. Uh, but I, I just feel people trust them too much. You know, well, I, it's, I, it's, I don't necessarily yeah. disagree with you. And, and I work in that industry. But we can't really define what's the threshold where it becomes too much. Sleeping. In your car while sleeping going is well. There's no hour. if there's no steering wheel. Yeah, but yeah. those are outliers. Those are extreme cases that you will hear on the news yeah, about, right? Same, right? Wouldn't there be, from a technological perspective, a huge security net or a security protocol that needs to be revised? Because that would be the, the what was a, the movie where the guy was using cars as as like a terrorist? Well, the villain was like, I'm gonna hack like all the that's cars. Like every American movie, but that could come into play Fast eventually. Like, was it? No, no, no! Sorry, it was a Quebec movie, Bon Cup, Bad Cup. Oh yeah, okay. He drives the cars and he and he uh, uses them cars as bombs. But essentially, self oh, drives them into places and so. yeah. My anyway, but my whole point is that eventually, because I, I've seen that, my car stolen, they call OnStar and then they kill the car remotely, right? Yep. And then I've also heard that there's people in the news, people hack into the system yep. and have been able to hack into cars to stop them in the middle of the road and yep. call. That, you know what? The, there was a those a. Russian reality show like, like back then when I was a little and lived in Russia in the 90s um, that was just that so they were the, the premise of the show was that they they equip a car with like OnStar or whatever some sort of like a security thing and they you tell young a, hackers no but no but they, they tell a guy okay like you take that car you get a like a 10 minute head start and then the cops are going to be after you that's so cool that's such a I would yeah. so watch that show it was amazing there's obviously some limitations because they're driving through the city. Like you can't do like a high speed chase in there, right? So you gotta but be, you, you gotta so, weave. And so they, like a contestant knows in advance that this is what's gonna happen. So they, they have an opportunity to prepare. Mm. So it's not about like outspeeding them and like trying to escape on the highway. It's about your outsmarting them. Yeah. Not necessarily the city because they can just block the entire block, let's say, right? And oh, then the, you're, okay. you're fucked. So you have to outsmart. So they create like creative ways of escaping, but you always have to be in that car that has the GPS in it. So like some people, let's say like they hire a truck 
right? That they go in the back of a truck. Like it, it, it's very interesting. It was very. I don't know if it, I don't. Oh, know. It's a very expensive. Here's the other. I have a question. So. It was very interesting. Uh, but how do you win? You have to out for a certain amount of time? I think it's a certain time? amount of time. Yeah. Okay. I think okay. it's like an without hour or something. Caught. Yeah. Without getting caught. Wow. I, it was really interesting. And how many police, like was the whole police force after you? <laughs> well, no, no, no. I mean, there's like a, a certain amount of cars. Or, yeah. Like obviously they, they, they still have to do their job, right? <laughs> but okay. <laughs> Everybody, stop everything you're doing. Oh, he's stabbing me. I'm busy. <laughs> stabbing me. I'm busy. So, <laughs> can't you see I'm busy? Small <laughs> tangent from my wrist, wrist check to your wrist check, Kevin. Yeah, I'm wearing my Bulova Lunar Pilot. I'm wearing the Sailor, Sailor Moon. Ah, uh, yeah. Jinx. But I'm wearing the di- a different no, one. I already have it. I'm wearing a different one than uh, the one Carl has. I have the 96A225. It is a polished case as opposed to the brushed. It has no date and it has the old way of writing Bulova. And I put font. it on M- a honestly, my favorite mesh. Uh, bracelet. One bracelet. of my favorite things about that watch is the mesh uh, bracelet. Well, uh, I don't know. I don't think we've posted this on Instagram yet. I think we should do it. We will do it. Yeah, it's a beautiful watch. I I, I we'll love it. I, lo- it I love the, the polished curls. Polished Bulova. case and the mesh bracelet is fantastic. Here are your thoughts, guys. Anyway, I put it on today. I was hoping we'll all be wearing chronographs. Yeah, um, I have so many registers for the show. <laughs> well, so much, so many you can't handle. Um, I was gonna wear a chronograph. But it didn't get delivered yet, unfortunately. No, oh, we'll see. We'll hear well, about that. Yeah, we'll we'll get that on the next podcast. I hope. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we we're talking about the Instagram. Um, we got some feedback from you guys. Um, we're gonna post on our Instagram a post per episode with like some photos of what the watch we talk about, at least a big one, so you can have a visual aspect to what you're hearing too. Um, Dimo, what are you wearing today? Quick wrist check. I'm wearing my Seiko um, uh, Sumo Hulk. The, the the way I like to call it, the She Hulk, <laughs> She Hulk, yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Oh, yeah, it's twenty uh, twenty. You know, I put I put my sumo back on the original bracelet. It was. It's much, not a bad bracelet. It's not bad at all. I was I was very impressed it's, actually. It's, I I do love the jubilee more, mm-hmm. just the type of a bracelet in general. Uh, but I got I I gotta admit it's it's a pretty nice bracelet. It's not super high quality. A lot better than the Vostok. Yeah. <laughs> well, everything's better than that. Most things are better than Vostok. And, and the worst part is your bro- your Vostok bracelet was is is uh, is better than some that I've tried. <laughs> it was actually on wow. the on the better side of it. Have you tried like a, a Tevise or a Panaris? <sighs> no, no, another another Vostok. <laughs> okay. another <laughs> so uh, yeah, like the I, I was pleasant to try, but at the end of the day, you tried it. Okay, but you, you wore? also yeah, you, I, okay, okay. It's, I wore it for a bit. Okay, okay. The okay. thing is. is you are buying into a more expensive Seiko. It's not the SKX level, right? It's they can more, do better. They, I 100% yeah. agree. But if that extra money that they saved on the bracelet went into the watch, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Right? Because the bracelet you can always replace, the watch is not. So, yeah. I, The green, uh, I, I was telling Carl earlier, the green of, on, that, on, the, on the sumo that I, it is fantastic. It is such yeah, a deep, like, dark green. Yeah, it's not, too, it's not too flashy. Oh. And the way it plays in light is beautiful. I, I, I'm in love with this watch. It's, it's a fantastic watch. I, I, like, to be honest, I'm, and I'll be very honest, when I'm happy with the Kermit that came out for the Rolex Mariner, which is the black dial and the green. They don't call it, it the Kermit anymore. What do they call it? The Starbucks. Ugh. Yeah, me too. I win the same thing. Everyone. On, He's uh, saying Starbucks, but he always forgets his Starbucks. Yeah. Starbucks. Starbucks was the guy. It was yeah, David. Starbucks is a French movie. Oh, okay, yeah. so it's a Starbucks. Starbucks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, everywhere on, on social media, I'm seeing Starbucks. Really? Okay, I call it the Kermit. But my point is the Hulk, I was never too fond of oh, in really? terms... Wait, wait, just great, the, the green. 
I, I thought it was... How dare you? I thought it popped a lot. And no, but I, I, I like the dark green of it. It doesn't... It pops less. It, it, it's a little bit more subtle. Yes. The other one is very flashy right. already. And there's nothing wrong with it. And the, not, I like uh, um, the, the hermit. The Kermit? Kermit. <laughs> not a hermit. <laughs> the, the Kermit is with... Um, the H. With the, the Kermit, yeah, because it's the green. The green's only I, on the bezel. I am not sold yet on the... The, the different colors of the dial and the bezel. Nah, I would just get a black one. That's what a sub so, is to me. But that's it. That's it. Black so black. I'm not 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 sold completely. It's growing on me. I actually I quite like a few of the uh, Digest that they released. One of the blue, the blue one is nice. Uh, but uh, what I don't about like the size. The, I don't like the, even the blue the 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 blue sub and the the green sub with a different color dial. Not sure. I I, I would I, I would have preferred that if they made. What do you think? Darker, of, but the same. What do you think of the Oyster Perpetuals? The 36, they went up to 41. I don't have any problems with the size, eh? By the way, like, mm-hmm. I, I know a lot of fanboys are, oh my God, it went up by one millimeter. Two for the Oyster Well, sorry, I, I'm sorry, the, I sub, think of, the sub. Of the no, sub, a lot of people say it's But identical. I'm like, you know what? I, 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 I've seen the GMTs and the, the subs before. I'm okay with them being a little larger. There's, you know what bothers me is that I've heard, me at all. I was reading uh, certain you know blogs. One of them would be like, can't even notice it. Can't even tell the difference. The only the what? lugs are different. The millimeter, the the shaving of the the minahan, and then you get another blog. Oh my god, it's so noticeable. So I'm like, guys, fine, yeah, choose, pick a lane. Like, it's, there's nothing between. There's a million opinions, right? There's always going to be people that are. But there's only one that resounds, it. right? There's. It's like it seems to be more on this. In this one, it's like either I can't tell or it's awful. That yeah, watch, because that whole brand is is so polarizing. like polarizing. You you everybody either loves it, right, or hates or it. Or mad because, at them. Oh yeah. They're mad at them because they're so good. <laughs> or because he can't get it. Yeah, exactly. Like your so, friend uh, doesn't like them because he can't get it. And, and the other the other things that they're so fucking amazing at marketing, right? Yeah. Give it five years and like, you know what, guys? We've heard your concerns. We're going to go to 40 millimeters. And everyone's like, oh my God. Yeah. You know, the, th- and the, then they, the thing is about their last release, uh, I didn't like what they did to the sub only for one reason. I felt like they Chanola'd it. Uh, that Chanola did. Uh, the, I heard the guy in Fratello say, he goes, they Steinhardt it. I was like, oh. Because the last release that was really, um, he said was, and I agree with him. He goes, the last release was actually more uh, of a change. He explained. He goes, they went with a ceramic bezel instead of uh, what they had before. It was ceramic bezel. They went with a different material. Um, it, it changed. It went up to 40 millimeters. It, the sub had had it had been changed a lot more. Now they just increased it a little bit, changed the lugs. He didn't think, he didn't like the change. The colorways as well. Uh, the colorways and ways, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like a sub that's outside of being black. But anyway, that's so racist. Right. No, it's the other well, way. Well, <laughs> I, I kind of agree with you. I also like the sub that's the most base, right? No, no date. It's the most sub. It's the me. subbiest, the sub of all. The subbiest of sub. <laughs> <laughs> but I do like, uh, I like the Hulk. So I think I, I think we should spend time next time speaking to having your input because you weren't there. You were away that weekend. That's why you got so many views about the Rolex releases. I want to know what your take is on the on the Sky Dweller, the, the with the Oyster Flex, the Oyster Perpetual, the Datejust. I love Rolex. Yeah, <laughs> but they don't love you. Well, that's they don't know. And I that's exist. the problem. That's the reason yeah. why they don't. Yeah, um, um, we did got a, a call to at least for me to go see the Grand Seiko in a, a new delivery in our authorized dealer. Yes. It, it, And they even offered um, to take photos. Uh, the skeleton, the new Cartier Pasha, I think. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. The one with the, the Cartier Santos. Oh, is Santos. that the one that you guys had an argument about the the crown guard? No, that's the, the Pasha. Pasha. But he's talking. The Pasha. Yeah, he the just Pasha made a mistake. Was the crown guard and the crown crown cover. 
No, he was talking. He mentioned the Santos skeleton. Yeah. Yeah. Remember you guys? Skeleton? You guys were arguing on the on the podcast. No, he was just. You know, he does. He's like. But but you know, just to settle, because you're wrong. Just to settle everything, it's not a crown guard. It's a crown cover. Yes. It's not guarding anything. It's not guarding the crown. It's covering it. He's, he's thinking. He's like it's the same thing. Uh, <laughs> what, no. Why are you cor- covering it? I can cover you with a blanket. What but what's mean? that blanket gonna? Like, like, for, like, like kids are are scared to go under their blanket. A co- yeah, but does it protect them? Does it cover them? Does if, it guard no? them? If I throw a rock at that blanket, is it gonna protect them? <laughs> it's not. It doesn't. It doesn't guard anything. Please don't find out. I'm not, please, yeah. don't. <laughs> please, please don't. Nobody do it. that, please. So, guys, we should actually start talking about the, the main topic. Yes. Yeah, I was about to say today. Uh, the first watch to start a collection. Uh, we give a budget of one thousand dollar Canadian, new or used. So you wipe down. We have okay, no more okay. watches. No more watches. We ha- we know what we know, and we want to buy one watch to start it. A- and like, uh, I'll give a bit more of a story than sure. You can start. Go ahead. Additional. So yeah, um, basically we were talking to. We have a lot of friends that we asked, and uh, we have we forced to listen to our podcast. And um, you know, being a watch enthusiast, it's a very small uh, clockwork. Clockwork orange on them, like we yeah, them exactly. in the chair. And being a watch, <laughs> listen to it. <laughs> being a watch enthusiast, that's a very, it's a very niche market, right? There's not a lot of people that are like us. Most people, it's like in the movie Red Dragon, he's like, "Do you see? Click. Do you see? Click. Do you see?" <laughs> um, so what we did is that we we asked, like, we kind of were given a suggestion to do uh, this podcast. Yep. Is if you are someone that's a complete newbie. Uh, to 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 uh, for watches interested. You want how to start would you something? start? Okay, and and you're starting to become a little bit interested. Then how would you start your collection, such that it will be a smart decision, not necessarily going to cost you, and you know. And just you, and one of the factors that I brought in that I wanted to to share is I thought about cred as well. So my pick is is a little bit niche because I wanted to be able to say you get this and you'll get cred and respect. That's not that one, dude. Okay. <laughs> It's cred and respect. So, anyway, I think we'll see. I was looking at his uh, iPad, and there's like a baby Grand Seiko yeah. stuff. But yeah, no, it's not like that. So, so yeah, um, I can start. I'm okay. Well, or sure. do you want to go? No, I don't. I mean, the, you you start. Okay. Cool. 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 We'll end with the birthday boy, or no, Who, no. Who's birthday? Apparently, apparently, it's the, the anniversary. The, uh, one month anniversary boy. Let's do that. <laughs> so, Carlito. Talk to us. Carlito. Carlito. Mm. Hey. So I was talking with some friends and um, I was asking them, you know, they started You're talking to, to yourself. Kimono. Pretty, pretty much, right? <laughs> and I was asking them, you know, they start listening to the podcast. And even some friends of mine that were big um, Casio fans and now they start looking into everything else. The big Casio fans, eh? I yeah. love Casio too. Yeah. And, um, so do I. Mm-hmm. But because it's more of a streetwear than a watch thing. That's why they're a big Casio fan, right? But now they're switching it. And like they call me, sometimes it takes me like, Fuck you, man. Now I have to buy this watch. But the worst part is that they probably don't even realize um, the history or um, the position that Casio has in the in the watch brand. They just, a lot of people think, like Seiko, oh, it's cheap. And then yeah. like when you look at the Casio and uh, with Casios and some of the, 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 the more, I think, creative stuff they do. And I'll give you one. Like I love their, that MR, uh, MTG, 
which is uh, the higher end of their G-Shocks. So they have the MTG, which is about a grand. Then they have the MRG, which is like the, the, the top of the line, the Mr. G. Yeah, and they have the GMW, that's the full metal. The full metal, but that's a different style. So the other one is like this, this yeah, the, the, the rainbow one, they released this anniversary. That thing is crazy interesting. It's, it's yeah. so unique. But anyway, yeah, so you're friends with Casio, sorry. Yeah, so, and I was asking them, you know, you start listening to a podcast, is there anything that you are looking into it right now? Uh, a watch that you would buy or something? They ask you that. Uh, no, I was asking them. Yeah. And he, his name is Victor. He brought something really interesting. He was like, I was looking into it and I like Casio and everything. I was looking into Seiko's, right? Staying in Japan and all those things. And it was like... Really? Can you say more when you say all those things? Uh, like staying in Japan, was there anything else that attracted them to Seiko? Is it because that's what he sees online? Like, I'm just wondering. Well, to go back to, uh, he's more of a streetwear person. When he does his choice in buying clothes or watches or... So it goes off look... Rather than yes. style, yeah, but it has to f- well, a watch has to fit your style. Oh, for sure. You know, sure. like, and he's um, we've seen Vic. He's a uh, he likes to DJ, right? He's, he's a DJ. You know, he wears um, and he's and he's like, you know, he's cool dude. So he like wears a lot of like rings and bracelets and stuff. So yeah. yeah. Oh, I should wear more of these. He's not wearing a reverso. That would be cool. <laughs> he's not wearing a reverso. <laughs> he's got and, earrings uh, and stuff. He told me um, that I th- he t- he think his first real watch would be a Seiko Alpinist. So prospect line. Which one? Uh, the standard, like the classic, the green. Well, the thing is, there's well, a lot of the there's a lot one. of alpinists, right? They're doing this that, that watch since 1959, <laughs> and the new one came out this week. Yeah, I know that. I took some pictures. No I took compass, the spec eh? of the new. Uh, yeah, I took the the spec of the last the new last latest release, um, but overall, his reasoning was um, that watch is. It's a watch with a purpose, right? So there's a compass on them. Um, you they're, they're built for a reason. There's a the also function. Also twenty bar. Yeah, yeah. That yeah, should be meters. like that is that yeah. is yeah. something. Yeah. It doesn't look like a watch that has the, that's the twenty last, bar. The, the newer uh, version, it's seventy hours per reserve. Yeah, it puts the same movement as uh, his sumo. Six R thirty five. That's right. Um, and the other thing too is like it was looking into it and it said for like between six hundred and fifty and like fifteen hundred, but like. Is that the price for the new... Uh, 650 US, yeah. They went oh, up. 650, sorry, 650, okay. Yeah, they went up. Uh, yeah, okay. but I was they used look- to be 500. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was looking on the used market. Canadian, you can buy between 650 and 1500. So under $1,000, there's a, a lot of uh, choices, right? They probably and saw Hodinki sell it for... Uh, yeah, Hodinki selling the, the new the, one. And they're like, you know, just, let's just raise the prices and uh, <laughs> it'll still sell. Well, I love the... There's the one that's with the green leather strap and the cream dial with the gilt. Yeah. And then I've seen on strap code, there's a two-tone... Gold and uh, silver steel bracelet. Sorry, that looks yeah. totally and killer on that. Yeah, and, and his reasoning was really, really nice. It, it was mostly because um, it's a watch with a purpose. There's a story behind it. Uh, as a first watch, it's not just a watch to give you time. There's a reason why you bought that one, right? And I think you used to own an Alpinist. Yep, the blue one. I had a blue Alpinist that I bought. And I own Indian. one. And yeah. the other thing, he was you can get one for under $1,000. So he said with the spare change, quote-unquote, you could buy different straps, bracelets for it. And we're all yeah. different. And Uncle styles. Seiko has like a page dedicated to. Oh, alarm went off. We we are food cooking. That's why uh, it's breakfast time. Breakfast are, time. We are having beer. We are food cooking. We are food. Just yeah, so you guys uh, know, because I'll take a two minute break. Yeah, it's yeah. just so you guys two know. With Dimitri's birthday today's <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> So, good uh, breakfast, guys. Um, 
to finish on the Alpinist very quickly. We have French toast, by the way, if anybody. An oven baked French toast. Yeah. It was delicious. So, Vic, your friend had brought this up and inspired you as your pick. Yeah, uh, because I was looking into it, and his choice really makes sense. And I was happy too that he like was thoughtful about about his choice because we, all of us, inspired him. <laughs> so he was someone who's very like style, style, and then he saw function in this watch. Yes. And history and like the brand weight behind it, right? And uh, which function? Of well, it's a compass, right? <laughs> it's a it's a general direction, let's say. Thing. But I well, think he saw the power reserve. He saw yeah. the compass. Well, the twenty bars. The, the twenty bars to me. The versatility is, yeah. of it. But the big thing was really that you don't buy an Alpes just because you're buying an, a, a Seiko. You're buying an Alpes for a reason. Like you, that watch you just you're buying it because X or Y reason. And I think it was a really good thing because. When you really buy your quote-unquote real first watch, yeah, it's because you start liking watches, you go into it, you read about it, and you buy it for a reason, not just because you need a watch, right? And the Alpinists make a lot of sense. They Agreed. give you a lot of, a lot of spec, yet there's a brand heritage behind it. Yeah. The Alpinist uh, line, let's say, from uh, is there since 1959. So there's all the things that you can really look into watches, right? heritage, uh, specification, different style, And, um, Do you like the watch? Me, yeah. Yeah? yeah? Even yeah. at that size? It's uh, 38.5? The new one is 39.5. Is it? Well, they make it smaller. Yeah. It's bigger. 39.5. is bigger was, than 38, uh, Dino. Oh, that's how numbers work. <laughs> yeah. I, I, no, sorry. <laughs> I, I, thought it was, I thought it was 40 for some reason. No, the no, new no, no. one, it's 39.5 and uh, 13.2 in thickness. I think it stayed the same. same I've, case, owned, I've owned the Alpinist and I've owned it for a little bit. Anyways, it, this is a, this is when I, I guess it's part of my turn there when I start talking about this stuff. But I, I found the one part of Alpinist that I didn't really like too much is that it was a bit thick. It was like 13.5 millimeters yeah. thick. Yeah, so... I had some notes, and one of them was too. It's a good investment. You don't really lose money with your Alpinist. Yeah, of the sake of those sake, I yeah. have. Um, yeah, sorry again, I'm interrupting, but I bought the uh, the blue Alpinist when it came out. But that was limited, and I was it, it was for sure. It was numbered, and it was also right? the time when they just stopped producing the green one, right? Um, and I, I, I they announced this. You could still get the green one. I, I tried not to be a dick, so I didn't sell it. F I didn't try to sell it for a lot of profit. There, I sold it for exactly what I paid for it. And it they was made like easy. a couple hundred bucks off of it. Uh, I think maybe I made a hundred bucks or 100, something 100. in the, in the process, yeah. But uh, like I didn't because uh, uh, they were selling for like two thousand dollars, right? When they the next day, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, you I, know, I, yeah. Just back to your point, and yep. I think that's a good po piece. Is that a lot of people say, ah, this one's going to gain value, lose value. At least knowing that your watch won't will hold value is, I think, a comforting note because it's like, yeah, because you can wear it. And even if it loses a little bit of value, you can enjoy wearing it for three, four, five years, sell it, and maybe it would have cost you a hundred bucks. This is overall. also a very That's good point, I think. And part of like my notes there is about buying a first watch is the way I look at them now is that you want to buy into something that's not necessarily going to lose a lot of money as soon as you yeah. walk out of the store. Right. So to be able to do that, you have to have some knowledge or somebody who can give you an advice on, as to what to buy. Good point. Okay. <clears throat> But yeah, that was uh, the Alpinist. Uh, wide range of uh, different dials, colors, configuration. You can have them on bracelet, letter. So which one would you get? I really do like the green one with the gold accent. And which uh, one would Vic get? You've seen it in person, right? The black one? Like you've seen it live? For Vic, the, I don't know. One? I didn't ask him. He just told me the Alpinist line was what he was looking to it. Because I wonder, I find that the he, black he, one is the one that maybe someone who's new getting into it. Yeah. Will I like the white one also. But you have you sorry you've owned a lot of watches, and I find that 
and white is very it, yeah it's there but like uh, it, there's the uh, blue one there's these gilt there's these fancier dials i I've think that never owned a white dial watch never actually your, i just thought about it no your Tissot never. was black the, the the closest thing the to white my orient but it wasn't it wasn't it was white like gray, it was like right? a ivory color ivory's closer to white no no sure sure but it, uh, what i meant is like i've never actually owned like a pure white dial watch ever right right yeah, that's a good point so so yeah um i don't know what vic will buy we just it's a good sc- watch. screaming at me because like because of you guys now i need you, to buy a watch so you would get <laughs> you would get the white uh, the cream dial with the gilt green Green with the gilt, green, green gilt, eh? and uh, the brown crocodile. I think it is. So, yeah, but I, I I've heard that the the original strap is not. Yeah, is, but just for it's a color honest, combination. Yeah. But you know, I will say one thing. <laughs> it's good. you would be like, ah, oh, damn it. Um, the older Alpinist, the version that I have, which is the one that's before this generation, the green though, right? the green one. They have a green one that's but now the, the green's a little movement. bit yeah, different. Yeah, yeah. not the yeah, new movement. Yeah. What I like about the one that I have, uh, just one thing, is that this one has the uh, bubble for the date. Mine has no bubble. Oh, well, like the, the Cyclops. The Cyclops, exactly. Sorry, what? yeah, exactly. I don't have well, a Cyclops. I, I got you. Yeah, but you're right, you're right. It is called the Cyclops. I don't have a Cyclops on mine. Some people don't like the Cyclops. Some people do. Uh, the new ones have the Cyclops. I've seen it. It's well done. They do it quite well. Sometimes I find they're, 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 you know, you can mess up a watch if you oh, don't I didn't notice that. that. But yeah. see, those little things, like you have to be really an enthusiast of that specific model to notice those little things because yeah, it doesn't stand out, right? Because you, you, like, kind of like the new Rolex sub- subs that came out, right? Everybody's saying that, yes, the, the, the 41 millimeter cases, but the lug width is now smaller. Not the lug width, sorry. No, the, the lugs the themselves lugs are, more are thinner, thinner yeah. and it looks more, more it, it makes more sense yeah. than the previous models. And then I wouldn't even notice that until I compare the two. And the together. minute hand is a. And once you see it, you're like, oh, shred. once you see it, that the older ones had thick lugs. You can't unsee it. You can't unsee it. And <laughs> it's like, oh my God, it makes so much more sense now, right? Yeah. But if you don't know about it, it's kind of like the penis on the sub, right? On, on the sub, <laughs> on, the, on the Speedmaster. Yeah, okay. Sees penises everywhere. The 12. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, guys. But Sorry. wishful thinking. The, the thing is about, and also. Look at the 12 o'clock on the Speedmaster. I know it's it has this. Well, look at the 12 at our logo. One of, my, one of our friends. Omega. Yeah. One of our friends told us this, and then, like, yeah. I, it was me. Oh, it was you. <laughs> and was I told you, I Anthony, was, and Anthony was like, yeah, okay. you ruined it. Because yeah. Anthony told me, and I thought it was him, but. No, that was me. I said oh, it. It just, was on the same chat. He no, t- he took credit for it. No, but we're on the same chat, I think. But anyway, the other thing that I'd like about my. Uh, Alpinist over this one. Mine actually says 20, uh, 20 bar dia shock. Yeah. This one has, which I don't like. Oh, yeah, it's true. You haven't mentioned the anti-magnetic, uh, has anti-magnetic uh, uh, qualities yeah. of the, uh, the, the, the Alpinist. I don't have it in my notes. You don't have it in your notes? But it is, it is. It's the other thing that, yeah. uh, you know, it's worth mentioning. But but wait, this one says, this one has the X, the Prospex yeah. logo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you'll see a lot of their it's divers. Like professional specification. That's right. Mine also has a Prospex. Yours has, but but mine doesn't. Okay. Because they change, because they, they change. Yes, there's the other one that just say automatic. They they have different they've, ones, they've and there's people like when they got into the Marine Master line, you know those higher level divers. I'm not sure if the old sumos had the prospects. No, the first it's gen a, didn't. It just said automatic. Yeah. You're in the third gen, but then the old Marine Masters used to say Marine Master 300 meter. Da, 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 da. But then people didn't like that they put the prospects logo. Some of them and other people were like oh, I like it, but it's because and, there's and, always there's people always, that yeah. don't like things. I prefer it without the Prospects logo. But my point is, with this watch, I think it is the, uh, I agree, I think it's the perfect level of, um, of entry into Seiko. Because yep. you're getting into like their good stuff. You know, yep. not their only cheap stuff. And none of the re- really expensive stuff where then you're like, man, I'm going to drop it's, a, a 15, th- under 2,000 bucks on a Seiko. I can get into some other brands. This is a good value proposition. Good pick. Yeah, I li- uh, it's a good pick. Cool. So uh, thank you to Vic. And um, 
Who's next? Um, I'll go next. Cool, man. Because, you know, it's my birthday tomorrow. No, I should have gone first. It's my one guess. month anniversary. I don't oh, know what yeah. you're talking about. So, sorry, Carl. Yeah. <laughs> what it will forever be this. <laughs> He'll be like, my watch is two years old. <laughs> what was I thinking? I'm 38. But you know what? This is actually a, a, an interesting point you're bringing because, um, like, a lot of our friends are having kids at this point. And one of my friend's daughters, she was born on October 6th. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, God damn, we will never celebrate my birthday ever, ever again. Ever again, though. No. Yeah, because yeah. it's always you're not, so you're, superseded you're by the, the girl's birthday. Yeah. So everyone's getting kids, we're getting watches. Well, yeah. watches, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? I'm happy. Yeah, I, I wasn't <laughs> saying we're not happy. So what's your uh, first collection watch? So I'm going to have to kind of set it up for everybody. Um, <sighs> I'm already bored. <laughs> Hostility. <laughs> <laughs> Aggression. Um so again, we, we we were talking about the topic, and I, I'll, I'll repeat it again. Uh, it's you know, if you had a thousand dollars and you wanted to start your watch collection, what what are you gonna do, right? Um, I kind of see two ways of looking at this, and I, I I relate to how I was when I was starting my own collection. Um, the the thing is, once you start to get into watches, your preferences and uh, let's say whatever you, what you like and you don't like changes super quickly. Mm. Um, you grow, so, right? There's one way the the first like let's say my first way of looking at this is that instead of maybe spending a thousand dollars on a watch, buy a bunch of cheaper watches that you like in the moment that you can sell after and not necessarily lose a lot of money. To confirm what you because like. Because your your preferences will change super quickly. You will grow out of your first watch very quickly and you want to sell it and you will go you will want to upgrade to something else. Because for me, at least, the first watch is a gateway into more watches, right? It kind mm-hmm. of opens up the, the enthusiast aspect for you. Um, I grew out of my first watches very quickly, and thank God I didn't spend a lot of money because I sold them, and I, you know, I didn't lose a lot of money. You, you still maintain maybe 70, 70%, 80% of the value if you're lucky, but if you, you spend maybe 200 bucks in the first place, then you, know, you haven't lost much. Whereas if you spend $1,000... And you grow out of that watch, and you want to sell it and get something else. You might have lost like five hundred. I don't know. That's just that's my way of looking at this. At this, uh, so and, linear, eh? so logical. Uh, you know, this is uh, what I am. Uh, <laughs> iron my underwear. <laughs> iron. <laughs> not iron underwear to iron underwear. <laughs> I, 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 same thing. Same 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 same. Cool 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 cool. Uh, that's the first way of looking at this, and that's because I'm saying. As you're getting to watches, if you want to buy the watch that you like in that moment. The other way of looking at this is if you find or you have friends or somebody you know that's already a watch enthusiast, ask for their advice and they will give you a suggestion to buy something that maybe is a bit more expensive that you don't necessarily like in that moment, but it will grow on you. Mm-hmm. So you might not like it right now, but then you buy it and it will like give it a few months and it will, be like, it will grow on you and then you won't want to sell it. That's just the setup. That's exactly what happened to me with the uh, Genoa Ocean Rover. That's a homage to a sub, right? Super homage. 100%, Carl. And it happened to me exactly that same way. Because Ke- Kevin was into watches, uh, let's say, at least like uh, two months before I started to get into watches. <laughs> no, but more than two okay, months. But yeah. I, I mean, factually, okay, okay, I'm correct. Okay, okay, okay. I, I said at least <laughs> Ten weeks, two months. At least two months. At least Between two, months. two and four years. <laughs> I mean, it's probably more like a few years. Yeah, yeah a few years. Yeah. But like... I, I I remember very well when we were going for uh, at lunch. We were going for uh, like for to have lunch together, and he would talk about different watches that he liked. And I'm like, oh, you know, like you just being nice. And I'm like, oh yeah, this is really nice. But then in my head, I'm like, I I don't get it. I just don't get it. 
at all. Like you were talking at some point about reversal, and I'm like, I don't get it at all. But that's a different story. And and then that as I as I started to become more of an, a watch enthusiast, I I'm like, oh, the reversal is amazing. Mm. I want to own a reversal at some point. Like the story behind it, the, how they just maintain that same exact case shape and. It is everything about it is fantastic. And look how it grew, guys. If you listen to our podcast, there's an episode where Dimitri talks about Jaja Lecoutre as the brand and why he's into that brand and the history behind that brand. So exactly. I think that that kind of feeds into that growth as well. So, so going to my choices, and I've prepared a, a few choices mm. based on those two different separate assumptions, right? And I, and again, this is also my own preference because I'm kind of into that style of watches right now. But I think that if I if I was to go as my first watch and buy one watch today, I would probably get, um, I'll get the Baltic HMS um, 002 silver. And that's the a- sector dial. It's a yeah. sector yeah. dial watch yeah. silver with the blue, it comes with the blue, I'll get, I mean, it comes with a lot of different straps, but I will take it with a navy blue dark leather strap. It's a sector dial watch. It's about seven, $800, I think, Canadian. So people don't know Baltic is a French micro brand. We, I'll, 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 yeah, I'll put the, all of the links in the, um, in the in the podcast description. We'll probably put a, a picture of it. I, I'm super into uh, I'm super into uh, uh, sector dials. So that watch is. And would you, if the budget not, were double, would you have gone with the Longines then? Yes. Okay, I'm just curious. Yes, but I gotta say, like, <laughs> it's a beautiful watch. Yeah, it looks I, a lot I, like that. Yeah, Longines, I, but it's I, great. I, it, it looks exactly like the Longines Heritage yeah. you're talking about. But exactly. Longines is a little bit out of the price bracket for, for this conversation. So I will get the Baltic. And the reason, and the reason why I'm saying that is because, um, look, it, it, it's, not, it's not necessarily the best value for the price. You can probably get a better Seiko for that same value, right? Like, like a better, better movement and stuff. It's just that it's a micro brand that's doing super well. They produce really nice pieces. I think that that will hold its value quite well also. Well, it's serviceable. It's not the in-house movement. It's a, a micro brand, and I've seen their watches in person. They're really well made. Right. And they I, I love mean, their if, product. If you, if you grow out of that watch, you can still sell it and maybe get like 70% of it back, right? Mm-hmm. 70% of the value, because it's a, it's, a, it's a good brand, micro brand, right? Um, the other thing is, is that this is not the watch, and I've asked a few friends before, before this recording, friends that don't really care about watches and I showed them this picture and I said hey would you buy this as your first watch one of the main concerns was the price right like I don't like watches enough to to spend even this amount of money and I'm talking about $600 US maybe. yeah right this is you know it's not a lot a lot of money it's, for somebody who's a watch enthusiast it's still a lot of money it's, it's a lot of money so somebody who and, and they're like well listen like I don't even know anything about this brand Baltic is a French micro brand and they are they've been consistently releasing some fantastic timepieces big wins um that really salmon, like that. that salmon sector oh. dial that they did limited with worn oh and wound. Oh my god! <laughs> I missed it by a day, and I was like, "Oh my god, how did I miss it?" <laughs> but and it was the same price. But but see, this is a sector dial watch, right? Yeah. This kind of style of a watch, I did not like when I was getting into watches. So for me to buy something like this, I would have to kind of listen to somebody who's in the has more experience in watches and just kind of trust me. Yeah, take that leap of faith. So that was my that's my that was my choice if I was to buy that one watch. It will so, grow on you, and then you will probably not even sell it. And if you do sell it at the time that you decide to sell it, you'll probably make all of your money back. Right. So, so you're looking at value a, proposition. Well, 
sort of, right? Not 100%. I had a few other uh, ideas about this. Like, if I was to buy the first watch, I would get maybe a Saab 33 mm-hmm. Seiko. I sent a picture of that yesterday, right? Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. So, <laughs> but, that, but again, uh, but the comments I got again from people who don't know is like, oh, well, I don't want to pay that much money for a Seiko. Yeah. Because again, you don't know. At that level, you don't it's, really know what you're buying into. After right? we recorded you, you, a podcast, I went to see my folks for lunch. My aunt was there and I showed her uh, I had my Seiko Speed Timer and my Seiko Sarb and even the Alpinist. And she's like, yeah, but Seiko, she goes, oh, but Se- I always thought Seikos were cheap. I'm like, yeah. And then my dad was like, you bring? It was when we took the, some photos. Okay. It was after the movie and one. And then, and then my dad was like, he, because he just discovered Grand Seiko. And he's like, oh Sheila? My That's my aunt. He goes, the Grand Seikos, you should see. This. <laughs> but it has that reputation that they're trying to break away from as being cheap. There's two more watches in that same category that I could have proposed. And notice how they're So Sarb 033 is your second. No divers, by the way, in there. Because I, when, when you start your collection, you kind of want to have something. I think that's the most versatile thing of all. So maybe like a field watch is probably a... Field watch that kind of looks dressy is a good idea because you can wear it everywhere. And that's a comment that I got also. Yeah. To, to go Carl. back on, on, yeah. On, on divers, all my friends near me that are not big into watches that start to look into it, yeah. I always show them like divers. And they go yeah. like... Ah, no, I'm not sure. I was like, yeah, it's funny. I look, my watch I, is I a diver. I look at Pelagos and I go like, I said the same thing. Yeah, but yours is ago. a, yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But Mine but is a diver though. We'll see. Yeah. But the diver is not the first watch that you like when you're not an enthusiast. No, you I want something that's, honestly, I, I was super into Bauhaus at the beginning. Yeah. And the Bauhaus is not because I was into Bauhaus per se. I was into minimalism. I was into like as little thing, as few things as possible. So, I think that when you are not a when you're getting into watches, you gotta buy something that's closer to like a very very classic dress watch, but not necessarily just a pure dress watch. Maybe something more versatile. So a field watch will work. I, w- I was gonna say Murph. Yeah. The fantastic watch. Uh, I don't think it's in the price. Fun story. Sure. Yes, it is. What? Thousand uh, bucks. Uh, yeah. Well, it's it's a little 12. bit outside. It's, it's a little like bit more. Fine, you get it. It's like you use. Yeah, but <laughs> well, but the thing is, again, somebody who is just buying their first watch don't want to doesn't want to spend a thousand dollars on a used watch. He got it at a thousand bucks. You have, to, but you have to convince Canadian. Like, if somebody's buying their first watch, they won't spend a thousand dollars on a used watch, right? Yeah, it's, it, 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 it makes well, sense to okay, you today, so, and well, it makes sense for me well, as well. But is, I don't think it would made a sense for me when I was starting my collection. Well, we're doing that, point. We're doing this episode too. It was the first real watch. That's why we said a thousand dollar. Well, right? I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. So maybe it's not their first first watch. Just the first one that well, put money for it. No, this is rowdy True, ones. But, I, I but, agree. But, 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 it's but hard the, to. It'd be harder to convince someone if they never had a watch before and they're ready to drop a grand. To Get buy this a used, used watch for a the grand. only one you could sell. I think the only way well, you could say, yeah, but this is the brand, and they know that brand. If they knew yeah. that brand, you're like, okay, I'm willing to go that route because of the brand. And I'm purely basing this off my own kind of experience. I, 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 the other two, I think, worthy mentions, I would say, and I, and I don't know if you guys have seen this. Well, you have obviously seen. It. I was kind of looking at that watch before. I was looking at Stoa. Uh, I was looking also at Stoa Marine Classic. Um. The, the Stoa Marine Classic 36 with the well, not Roman? 36. I think the the the, the larger size the, one. The Roman numerals, or the um, Mar- oh the Marine with no, the no, 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 Arabic no, numerals. The, uh, the, the, I think Roman numerals is nicer. So that's the 36. Is it? I think those yeah. different sizes. Yeah, 36 is the one with the Roman numerals. Thir- 41 is the big Marine one with the the. Okay, the, maybe then the Arabic. But they're, but they're both of them are super nice, and that's a very good watch to start because it's a field watch. I mean, it's it's called a is that a pilot's? It's a pilot's watch. Technically, no, I right? think it's called Marine. It's a, oh it's yeah, a, sorry. The marine yeah, watch, right. yeah. It's it a marine chronometer cr- based on a marine it, chronometer. It actually makes perfect sense. <laughs> it's called marine. Yeah, it's not a pilot's watch, guys. It's, a, it's called marine. But Stova was Beautiful based watch. on 
pilot watches. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah, exactly. So that was another Old, choice. reputable brand. And the last was the Mido Beluna, actually. Yeah, I love that watch. Yeah, Mido Beluna, yeah. It's a beautiful watch. It yeah. kind of looks like a... It looks like a, It has like a Japanese kind of influence in there, in the case shape. It's Spanish, eh? Mido is owned by the... They're Spanish. Oh, are they? Okay. Mido. But yeah. they're no, made in it? Switzerland. No, but I think they're based like Hamilton's American. Like. Uh, so they have different models, right? Like I don't like the square day date. Yeah. Um, but I do like the ones that's by, look up by square. You mean the look up window. the the, Mido, the window, sorry. I like the Mido Commander. Can you look that up? Um, yeah. The Mido is owned by uh, Swatch Group. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up, but I'm gonna finish my uh, topic as we were talking about this. So that was just basically my kind of idea of if you buy your first watch tonight, Mido Mido Balloon is just something that's a worthy mention for me. I think it's a nice looking watch. I would probably take that Baltic, maybe or or a Seiko or a, or a Stoa, right? But those watches are not something that appealed to me right off the bat when I started to get into watches. So I had to be convinced into. Even when I bought my Alpinist, I wasn't super into the Alpinist, but you I did, thought it was keep a good it for long. Oh, I didn't keep it for long. It's a cool watch. I'm showing them the Mido Mido. But you know why I didn't keep Commander. it for long? You just like it because of the bracelet. You know why I didn't keep it for it's long though? You know what the reason why I didn't keep it for long? I think you were flipping it for something. No, no. You know why? It's, it's because I bought it three months before I bought my Speedmaster. That's what I'm saying. You flipped it. You flipped <laughs> and I was it, like, yeah. oh, I'm never going to wear anything else in my life. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, and the other way, guys, and the other guys, I, I, I was looking at this, uh, at, the, at the, the topic of this podcast is that instead of buying into something that you don't necessarily like today, but will grow on you and it'll be a good value eventually, you want to maybe buy something that you like today, but for cheap. And then for that, honestly, and for that, I would just go with a bunch of Orients and Seikos. I would get myself a Bambino, like a Generation 5, something that's interesting. You just stock up on... Yeah. Just stock up. What do I up. feel like we're... You know, exactly. I, 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 stock it's like up. trial and error, right? Exactly. A bunch like, of different things. Listen, like... I, 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 you don't have to do that with that. You can get trial and error as long as you get a watch. You say, will I be able to sell it for 90% of what I bought it in the next year if I want? But even want if it. you don't, you've spent so little that even if you lose half of the price, right? You will yeah. still lose like half of 50 bucks. Still right. But I'm talking about the thousand. So either you go one watch at a thousand, you're get saying a, like... Get a 10, Marlin... Right? Ten at get, 100. A, get a Timex Marlin, but they're kind of more expensive now, right? Get a Bambino. Like, there are so many different generations. They're so different. You can find anything you like. Or get a, I would get a, like an Orient Neptune. Yeah. A, oh man, that's a nice watch. Yeah, it's the old. Uh, if you are into divers. But uh, I wasn't into divers when I started. I had that I watch. Really what was it before the Neptune? It was called what? I think, no, I, I think. Uh, they recalled it, the Neptune. It wasn't that. It was the Orient. Um, I'll, I'll look it up. Even their, their cheaper divers are good, the Kamatsu and stuff, but it's the... Triton. The Triton. It was a Triton. Yeah, they changed it to Neptune. Uh, by the way, they just released a, a new I saw lineup it. this year. They look exactly like SKXs, eh? Yeah, I saw it. Yeah. Uh, just a little bit slight, slightly better specs, but a lot more expensive, like yeah. 500 bucks. I like Orient Star, their, their higher-end uh, brands. They have some really cool stuff. Yeah, the Orient Star diver is nice, but I don't like the logo. I hate the logo. Yeah. I hate the logo. <laughs> it's weird, yeah. This is the this is um, I'm showing Carl the new Orient. Wow, it looks exactly it is, like SKX. Copy paste yeah. of a Seiko. God damn. Problem is, uh, I have a big problem with the price. No, but that's on their site. That's always the MSRP. It's half the price on uh, Amazon right now. This okay. Yeah, good. you take that number, put because it in Google, the, and you find it. They do the MSRP. Their Neptune was like uh, seven hundred dollars, and you're like, it's the watch we're looking at. The case quality is obviously better than the SKX a little bit. Like it's a sapphire crystal at least for sure. I, I don't know about um, uh, the they movement They say they're a separate company, but, they but for the, sure they use the same manufacturers. Of course. But sure. why would you not? It's so I economical. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, that's uh, that basically is my uh, my pick for the... A lot of options there. Cool, man. Um, diff- yeah, a lot of choices. A lot of options. Like, 
I have one. Buy all of them. I have one, and I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna try to sell it now on why this would be the one to get. Okay, try to sell it to me. Come on. Okay, do your best. I'm gonna do my best. So that's I, your best. No. <laughs> <laughs> I went with the diver, which seems to be an unpopular opinion. As a first watch. As a first watch, but I'll explain why. I think a diver is actually more versatile than people think. I think if you get for me, like the Rolex Submariner, a good diver watch, you can wear it with anything. So I think you can wear it with a, a suit, maybe not a tux. James Bond would say otherwise. But maybe but if you, I don't yeah, go to I don't wear a tux to work every day. Yeah, but the Seamaster is not the same thing either, right? It's not But it's a uh, diver. Yeah, but it's not a bold diver. Right. Like so, my Pelagos is bold. But and now I'm gonna get into that in a second. Well, the difference between your Pelagos and other divers is that there are two types of divers. There are dive watches that are for the recreational diver, for the person. And then there are diver watch, dive watches sorry, for professionals. They're professional grade dive watches. They're made for people who may use this on their day to day or people with a lot of money. But they're, so let's start with that categorization because that's how I approached it. Okay. You follow? Yeah. So the first thing is, and I'm going to say it, I've said it before, I really like dive watches, but I'm also going to say there's a fascination that I have with the ocean, period. I love um, everything having to do with Blue Planet, everything having to do with the ocean. I find it so mysterious. Really, I've, I've always liked, even when I was a kid and like looking at animals, I always liked sharks and underwater animals because um, I've, I always thought it was something very scary because it's so unknown. Yeah. We have more of the moon mapped out than we do the Pacific Ocean floor. So I always thought that like maritime adventures adventures at sea sharks and all of these uh, especially because i really enjoy it, like sharks um i was always like okay i like divers i like the the concept of of uh, the underwater adventure so what makes you think of under, like novels by clive cussler and stuff i was thinking of what is a brand that is accessible at the prices that we we're talking about and the history that could bring behind it so i could sell this to say this has got to be your first watch so i went with doxa of all the watch brands. So Doxa, and I'm going to go with the Doxa subs because that's what they were made for. So Doxa was founded in 1889 and Doxa in Greek means glory. That's what it means. So the guy who actually founded Doxa started assembling watches at the age of 12. And he was really into watches. And and this is you're going to be interested in this. He also started his career with other things other than watches. He was making race car uh, driving time instruments. So uh, in a cluster. In a cluster. So in 1908, he dis- he patented the first eight-day movement that he would put in Bugattis. That's how the Doxa brand started. So it was a combination of watches and uh, racing instruments, but not dive watches yet. And I'm going to get to that in a second. So when he passed the company on, he passed it on to someone who you're gonna you never rem- known, but have you ever heard of Jacques Nardin? Who is the great grandson no. of the grandson of Ulysses Nardin? The, oh yeah, the famous. Uh, it's funny how everything's connected. Right? It's and connected. The diver, right? so the, yeah, they're all about marine watches. Right. Ulysses Nardin pretty much invited diving, right? So huh? Invited, uh, invented diving invited, yeah. into his house. Not really, but Jacques Nardin. But Docs is part of that. I'll explain it. So Ulysses Nardin, another b- brand, guys. If you haven't heard it on oh, the yeah. podcast, check them out. They're doing some really crazy stuff. The Ulysses Nardin freak. That movement is insane. Um, I, I think they're really bubbling under the surface. So they kept winning awards and everything. Then when we got to like the 19... Volcano. In the 60s, 
Kennedy's in power. It's like the time of exploration. And then while the space race was going on, there was also a race of getting to the bottom of the ocean that people don't really seem to know a lot about. So there was something came out called the Aqualung, which is like the first scuba diving equipment that allowed people to go underwater for a significant amount of time. So you had companies that were competing. Zodiac, so that's another affordable brand if you're into really like heritage divers. Rolex, Blancpain, Omega, and Doxa. So these were the only brands that were bringing really serious pieces to the consumers, to people. Doxa is known for, most than anything, it puts them apart is their orange dial. They have this like really popping orange dial. And the reason they did that is because they did research on what color would reflect the most in murky waters. And they, they were able to release their divers and they were um, really well considered among professional divers. And I'll explain myself. They consulted with the chairman of the U.S. divers, um, which is part of the, the uh, Aqualung group in the United States. So they had two people that were their ambassadors. The first one was Claude Wesley, who was the chairman of the U.S. divers, who was underwater at the time for 33, 33 feet for seven days straight. And he was the first person to swim across at, uh, in 1962 to scrum, swim across the Mediterranean. Big ambassador of Doxa wore their watches. And then the most famous one of all, Jacques Cousteau. Right. He used to wear um, a Doxa diver. That was his right. pick of which one that he wanted to wear. But just, sorry, how much is that Doxa diver? Nine hundred and ninety. Really? The one I'm going to talk about. Okay, okay, okay. Because because uh, the, the one, one I'm thinking is like a three thousand dollar. It's a two thousand two twenty one hundred dollar uh, sub three hundred. That's the one that Mike from uh, Two Broke uh, Broke Watch now. Yeah, has, I think right? he has a. a it's Mike Okaz that has it. Mike, Mike I think. Mike, Mike. Yeah. and I think he has the 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 fifteen the three hundred or the twelve hundred T. Three hundred. Yeah, because there's the three hundred T. That was a beautiful watch. So the twelve hundred T, just to give you an idea, with is twelve hundred meters. With the beads of rice bracelet. The beads of rice, but I'm going to get into that in a second. Yeah. So. Rolex was the first to come up with a helium escape valve, but not for consumer divers. It was only for the professionals. Doxa was the first to come out with a helium escape valve on their watches for people to buy, to con like to consume. And 1972, Rolex, Ameren Rolex Sea Dweller came out with theirs that everyone could, uh, could purchase. They got killed by the quartz crisis. And then in 1999, Rick Marais came back and he says, we got to bring this watch back. We got to bring back Doxa. And he took a real risk in 1999. He goes, we're going to start selling via only the internet. We're not going to open shops. Right when the internet visionary, is about to start. That's, a, that's, that's one hell of a And in 2002, yeah. he reissued the 35th anniversary of the 300 and it was only sold on the internet. And they said, we need to bring this back to the family as well. So they went and they got Fabien Cousteau, who's Jacques Cousteau's grandson. And he went on a mission in 2012 because um, Jacques Cousteau lived in the, under the sea, in the Red Sea, in 1963 for 30 days and has the world record. So now Fabien's grandson, he broke the record in 2012 where he spent 31 days in Atlant. It's called Aqu Aqu uh, Aquarius, which is also my, uh, my horological side. Um, yeah. He, he spent all this time, he spent 31 days breaking the record wearing a Doxa Sub 300. So I'm, I'm going to say this. For sure, everyone's going to say, looking at the Doxa Sub 300, that's a big watch. It's 43 millimeters, very professional whatnot. The one I'm going to refer to is the Sub 200. It is their more refined piece. And the one I would get would be the Orange Professional. It's called Professional. But if someone's coming new to it, what I would suggest is look at the Shark Hunter, which is black. Because what are we talking about here? I think that it's the ultimate diver for real use 
and desk diving because I'm going to be honest here, guys. I am a desk diver. I am not a diver at any means. I mean, but everyone is a desk diver. Sounds like it hurt. <laughs> but there's 99% of their customers are desk divers. Yeah. 9.9. But yeah, you're probably right. And if for anyone who's actually a diver who owns a boat, get yourself the 1500 because you can afford G-Shock. it. <laughs> no, Why would you buy yourself no, the, like the an expensive is, watch I, and wear it underwater? Um, just get a G Shock. A friend of mine is a diver, like fully licensed. Oh, He's doing vacation just Mr. for that. Fancy pants. And I asked him, Driver, right? Diver friends. I was like, hey, I got this. What, uh, what are you wearing when you dive? He <laughs> looked at me. He's like, I'm never wearing any watches. I was like, it's all digital. Yeah. It's all digital. I have an iPhone. What do yeah. you, what do you no, do? All their equipment. All their yeah, equipment. Literally, has. Is it like, I'm, I understand why, but. But this I'm, was a thing before the internet, before cell phones, right. right? It's not. Yeah, before digital they watches, they used right? Their, they used their devices. Like, yeah. kind of like the chronographs. Like, they don't need to exist. The reason why they existed is because back then, this is the thing that they yeah. used to time. T- so, but I, I I I love your choice. Yeah, I, I'm, <laughs> so, I'm super sold because for some reason I I just and the story I just told it helps. Hey, you go, damn, that's a yeah. really cool but story. No, honestly, I love Doxa, and that kind of escaped me a little bit. I didn't really research. I, I I was thinking of different brands, and Doxa just didn't cross my mind for some reason. I I love Doxa, but but probably because you to, weren't thinking of divers to play the devil's yeah. advocate. Right, you will have to convince the person who's starting their collection that they need to buy a Doxa because they won't like it. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. it's not a watch that you. But this like. is the story I would tell them. Yeah. I start talking about Jacques Cousteau, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'm not done. So, and I don't start giving it. So, the first thing is it has a 2824. So, what does that mean for the new person? You could service it anywhere. It's yeah. a reliable. It's a, it's a, it's a, yeah, it's a reliable oh, yeah. movement. Easy and cheap to replace. Cheap, cheap to, to fix. So it's it's easy maintenance. It's a little niche brand. So the thing is, it's niche. So you'll get respect from people who know watches, but it also has a long history, and uh, it was there competing against Blanpe, Omega, Rolex. Um, 28 uh, 8 beats so it's a high beat 8 beats a second shock resistant a nice date window at the 3 hacking winding plus or minus 12 seconds a day so it's pretty reliable stainless steel case screw down crown has that beautiful orange Doxa logo heavy beads of rice solid links screw links so you don't even have to push pin you just need a small screwdriver to adjust it yourself mill class bracelet micro adjustment and divers clasp so if ever you'd swell in the summer you get that um that extension box glass sapphire crystal 120 click sapphire bezel hmm. that is loomed yeah so not you don't get that everywhere cushion case i would go and now let's talk about the dimensions real quick 155 grams 42 millimeters 40 millimeters at the bezel because of the cushion case it feel if it's weighs it's sorry it specs bigger at 42 but it actually looks more like a 40 on wrist which is why i said the perfect desk diver 46 inch lug to lug, not that long. 13 millimeters thick, 20 millimeters lug, uh, lug width, so you can put any straps on it. So, what's the model name for somebody who's not paying attention? There like is the me? Sub 200. You can get a bunch of different colors. If yeah. you're not sure, I would go with the professional because the orange is what made Docs uh, apart. Fuck but if you're, nice. if you're jumping, my, I'll change, I change my choice. <laughs> if, you, if you jump on the Sub 200, I say the Shark Hunter is a good option if you're just getting started because it's black and it's more uh It's a little bit over the, over the budget though. It's a kind of, because if it's a thousand dollars Canadian, it's, it's 990 US. I find it used. I'll wait. Well, <laughs> I'll shop. Well, I did. I did find one at a thousand bucks. You, you, you didn't. You, well, sorry. I, I chose. I chose. I a, did find on eBay used at a thousand bucks Canadian. Yeah. So uh, it's it, it's there. And then the last piece fantastic. I wanted to say is I think it's also I think a good piece to talk about uh, being conscious in popular culture now. We talk a lot about and I was saying at the beginning about underwater exploration. I really like that. What this guy did, um, Fabien Cousteau, wearing this watch, he was in in this under the surface. 
They're trying to map the ocean floors, see what's going with the animals. He gives Skype classes to people who want to learn more about the ocean, ocean exploration. And then what that does, I think that it's in line with sensibilizing people, sensibilizing, making people more, I guess, aware making of... Making them more sensible. Sensible to climate change. Yeah. You know, and the more we discover, I think, about the underwater world, we may rethink things like commercial fishing, pollution, create more protected zones through this exploration. And I think that, you know... Watching a watch, a watch like this that you can wear to work every day because it's the more subdued one, but it has such a good history and it's, it's, it's by a brand that is really just all about the divers, really is all about uh, water conservation. They, put, they, they um, align themselves with people who are all about that. It really fit with me. And I would try to, like I said, that was my selling point. That's how I would try to sell. It's like, dude, if you got something What's like this, up? you could show up anywhere and you're like, you're wearing a docks and people go, what's that? And then you have a nice story to tell about it because me, it's all about the connection. I'm 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 super sold. This is a fantastic <laughs> choice. Yeah, I um, I, I agree. Choice. Would you get the the guilt or the the orange? I get the orange. Fuck yeah. For me, but and that's oh, I get an orange. For sure. <laughs> but you you get it, a dog, so you get a. But you don't know orange. why it's because There's you've owned. It's because the Caribbean exactly, and because you've owned watches before. But as a first watch, I might be like, but here's the black one in well, case you thing. don't like the orange, Kevin, right? Kevin, that's the thing. If I'm someone who doesn't know anything about watches. You will have to really try to convince me to buy the orange Doxa, right? Because this right. is not something that appeals to someone yeah, who's starting there, their collection. There's the white one, black, white, black, black. There's the blue, blue. blue. An honorable blue, mention, and blue and yellow. An honorable mention. I will get a Yun Hans, maybe Max Bill. That will appeal to somebody right away. It was away. on my short list, right? Because it'd be easy that's, to sell. But but it's a little bit over a thousand. Yeah, it's a little bit over. Yeah, but I, yeah. that's an honorable mention because. That's a very minimalist Bauhaus style watch, and then it appeals immediately solid to people who solid brand, hundred percent. Like Stova solid. It appeals brand. to people who don't really follow watches, and they're starting their collection. So it's easy to convince them to to buy that. But the problem you will have is that what the hell is a Jung Hans? For somebody who doesn't know, right? They, all they know is like a Swatch, Tissot, and Rolex, right? Right. That's Jung Hans is not a, a name brand that you recall. So dropping over a thousand dollars on something that you're not aware of is a risky move. Right. Unless you really trust the person who's giving you that suggestion. That's right. So I would have to try to sell them on, yes. on this Doxa, and sell I, them on the black uh, dial maybe because they may not like the orange yes. or the blue, and then explain everything that comes to it. And if they're into it, the one thing I will also say, it's versatile. You can wear it all day, wear it on the weekend, you can wear it to swim, you never have to take it off. It can withstand everything. And it, it is shock resistant. I just got to say one more thing. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you were saying earlier that the color orange, I choose that because it, that's the... The color you see well that yes. that's the that's study the, they did yes that's okay. the study they did they did it they went with the um with certain con they had consulted with professional scuba divers yeah and they tested all these dial colors and the one that best suited for murky water was orange and that's why it was the one that yes. they released in the 60s yeah yes the logic is that it has to be the most contrasting color that's the most the yeah. easiest to see in that in those because conditions my, my pelagos one of the marketing thing is um that the loom is like super blue the 60s remember things change i'm just saying <laughs> i know i know i know uh, he's like how dare they <laughs> um the only reason that they choose the not the color of the dial but the, of the loom it's because um that blue is the last uh, colors it's of the, the color, spectrum you see when the, you're really deep it's the, the color water. of the ocean oh okay right the, the deeper you go less light you have but the blue is the last color to see you're oh, able really? to see. yeah so the so the deeper you go in saturation diving the, the more visible it will be 
But I think well, this is a last color yeah. visible. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what is the science behind that? Why is that the last color you see? I mean, I'm uh, not the expecting light an refraction in, in the water, right? So when light what? hits water, um, all the lights but it's not different it's not, waves. Yeah, okay. So the deeper you are, all so the waves. So that one is a specific, let's say, length of the the wave wavelength that yep. it, it is. It's the last one to stop reflecting. Because that's how you yeah. see things, right? That's how you see color. It's the reflection yeah. of light. Yeah. So if that's the last one to stop reflecting at a specific yeah. depth, then that's the last one you can see. That's yeah. just me being trying to use my fucking logic. <laughs> so, um, yeah, guys. Uh, I think it's a quicker episode today because we've got a, a lunch break in the middle. But um, but one thing, guys, if ever you have other picks, anything you want to share, please write to us, Big Black Clock team at gmail.com. We'll be happy to. Or in Instagram. Big Black Clock official on instagram will be put a comment we'll be happy to to talk about it on the next podcast i'd love to see some yeah. comments and see like which one would be your pick and why and uh, that'd be great because yeah, you can uh, slide into your dms just no dick pick please no and, dick uh, picks. speak for yourself just big black clocks <laughs> <laughs> okay then the bigger, uh, better, the bigger the better so we see you on the next one on the next catch one. you on the flip Hell side yeah bye guys bye. happy birthday thank you